priceless gifts that money can't buy. Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. friends and welcome. Today we are going to talk about the fruits of prayer. You know, the fruits of prayer are all around us and we should be encouraged, right? But we walk around carrying the burdens of the world on our shoulder, but we shouldn't. This is a challenge not only to enjoy the fruits of your prayer life, but also a way to pray for others. Before we get started, I want to remind you about my website, and that is MediaAngels.com. You can check out the book, A Few Minutes with God. That is a novel sure to bring tweens and teens closer to God. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to MediaAngels.com forward slash store. Well, today we're going to talk about the fruits of prayer. And in the Holy Bible, fruit is a symbol of many things. It's a symbol of good faith. It's a symbol of avoiding, such as the tree of life and the tree of good and evil. And it was the apple that symbolized temptation because of what it represented. Good fruit is also a sign that we are on the right path. Matthew seven seventeen through 20 states, A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And this is a really important scripture to think about because in salvation history and throughout the scriptures were shown again and again the sinfulness of mankind. Bad choices are made even by those selected by God. They fell into sin. Think about Abraham and the times he lied about his wife being his sister or not waiting upon the Lord when the Lord said, I will make your descendants like the stars in the sky. Did he wait? No, he didn't. And that caused a whole host of problems that we're still suffering under today. And what about King David? 
What did he do? You know, so we can see that and, and use it as a sign and say, well, you know, God is forgiving and God gives us grace and, um, you know, we can change and that and repent and all of that is good. And yes, we should accept the Lord as our God and Savior. And as my pastor calls it, and I love it, he calls it the fundamental option. Some people call it accepting the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. But I love fundamental option because it's probably one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Simply, yes, Lord, I repent, I believe, and I will sin no more and follow you. But, and yes, there's always a but, We must show our decision by our fruits and constantly be in prayer. And just like the scripture said, you can identify a tree by its fruit, so can you identify people by their actions. So it's not just being born again or accepting the Lord and then going on and living a sinful life. No, it's truly repenting and changing and asking God for that grace to continue on. I love learning new things, and I appreciate this because it's the only way I can grow in faith. I was talking to our pastor after church today, and I asked him some pretty specific questions. And he had on what I call his listening face, where he nods and he looks like he's clearly processing all I have to say. Finally, he said to me, when you pray, think about the Holy of Holies. I knew what he meant. The Bible refers to this place as I remembered in the Old Testament. And you can do a search for Holy of Holies, and probably I need to do a podcast just about that because it's such a rich idea. But this is where, you know, in the Old Testament especially, where they would go uh, to sacrifice. And this is where the Ark of the Covenant, the vessel that held the Ten Commandments, was placed. The Word of God was sacred. And when it was written, it was sacred. It's just like the Holy Scriptures are sacred. It's the word of God. And it was considered holy ground, and only the priests could enter. That's what the Holy of Holies was. We read in Leviticus 16:12, and the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die, for I will appear in a cloud over the mercy seat. So in other words, God revealed himself to Moses, and we were warned, and you can read it in scripture, that if you touch the Ark of the Covenant, and that's why they carried it with these poles, you know, you could die because people were unworthy, and only by the grace of God could someone, you know, be in that situation like Moses. And so when When Father said, you know, think about the Holy of Holies, I had this vision, and he said, this is the place where the Father and Son and Spirit reside. Think about it. Can you picture it? It is a quiet place that's filled with goodness, light, and grace. It is where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit reside. So once you get that vision in your mind, he asked me then, Think about bringing God into your problems instead of bringing your problems to God. The opposite of what we do, right? So think about this. It's a beautiful analogy of allowing God into our hearts, into our needs, into our prayers. And it's a blessing. 
Do you see the difference? Bring our prayers to God or bring God into our lives and thus into our prayers. You know, today as I was journaling in my prayer journal, I kept writing it backwards. I was trying to write what um, what Father had said to me um, after Mass, and all I could do was I even had to go get white out because I kept writing, you know, bring my prayers to God because it's so ingrained, right? Pray to the Lord, ask the Lord, you know, focus on your prayer life, you know, look at God, he's there for you. And yet, when we release ourselves into God's hands, in other words, bringing him into our lives, then we are asking him truly for his will. When we think about the fruits of prayer, we consider how God has answered what we want, our prayers, our needs, and our petitions. But just the opposite is bringing him into those needs, wants, and petitions. And our happiness often hinges on what God has done for us. When you think about it this way, it sounds awfully selfish. But it doesn't have to be, especially if we begin to thank and praise God for all of the past blessings in our lives. Can you make a list? Can you go back a year, a few months, a few weeks? How about today? Stop this recording or come back to this question later. This is so important. The fruits of prayer are, in essence, our life, our ability to live each and every day. And for some of you, it's difficult, and I'm so sorry. You're carrying burdens. Perhaps you're ill or caring for someone in need. Or you have some real, you know, important things happening in your life. Our ability to live each and every day is important. We all have something to be thankful for. And early on in this podcast, I shared the idea of a journal that was filled with thankfulness for what the Lord had done for me. And I even think I did a podcast on a prayer journal. That's a thankfulness journal or joyful journal or, you know, just praising God journal. The fruit of prayer is thankfulness and awe and wonder. The creator of the universe cares for you and me in such a powerful way. Even in our darkest times, we can be thankful for the sun that rises and warms the earth the glistening of raindrops after a light rain, or the gentle breeze that cools us off on a hot day. I remember after we had our hurricane, the weather cooled off tremendously, and if it had been so stifling hot, it would have been difficult to live in a house without air conditioning because our power was off for about two weeks. And what a praise to have that cool breeze that we could open up the doors and windows and not be so hot. What a blessing. Yes, there was devastation, but yet we could see that blessing. And the fruit of prayer is true contentment, the joy that surpasses all understanding, as I paraphrase one of my favorite scriptures, you've heard this one from me a lot, Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The fruit of prayer, joy, peace, contentment, satisfaction, understanding, that's just the beginning. No matter what is on your list of feelings that you might have when your prayers are answered, it truly gives us a sense that God is with us and he is for us. And that gives us hope. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we live by faith, not by sight, or we walk by faith and not by sight. It helps us in times when we do not feel his presence. Out of obedience, we say, Yes, Lord, daily. The hope that God gives us is for the understanding that no matter what, he is with us. About 13 years ago, I lost something valuable. Not only was it valuable in the sense of money, it was also valuable in sentimental value. It was something that was left to me by my mother. I've never found the item, although I spent hours looking, and I even know where I lost it. However, what happened was remarkable. I felt the need, instead, to pray for a specific thing. It was so freeing, because every time I considered what I lost, I turned it into prayer instead. This is a fruit of prayer, a turnaround, a change of heart. How we want our hearts to be on fire for God, but often we can only consider our needs, or those needs of the people we pray for daily. Instead, consider the ways that you fail, fail and fall short, and then turn it around. A turnaround is to do better, to try harder, or to try something different. When something doesn't work out well, why do we do the same thing, expecting a better outcome? We need to consider what that is and change the outcome by doing it differently. Peace, joy, and contentment are wonderful, but a change of heart is even better. It helps us on our journey and we can consider the prayer, thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for all you've given me. I need nothing but you. If we can truly say that with conviction, we are on the road of healing of mind, heart, and will. Our will is being given to God the Almighty. We are bringing him into our lives. We are bringing him into our prayers. This week, I would love for you to join me in prayer and acknowledging the fruit of our prayers. Consider what God has done for you, the good fruit in your life, and praise him in all things. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.